Welcome to the Grace Avenue Church Podcast, where we believe that the grace of God is yours to live. It is our prayer that this message will help you experience God's freedom, live your potential, and make the impact you were created for. Now here's the message. Good afternoon, church, family. How are y'all? Good, good. You guys are ready, excited. Um, for those of you whom I've yet to meet, my name is Henry Gray. I'm here on staff at Grace Avenue Church, and what a privilege and honor it is to be here, to be able to communicate the Word of God to you. Um, I want to take a moment before I get into what um, um, I believe is something that's near and dear to my heart. I hope it helps and inspires you, is I want to take a minute and just honor our pastors, Daniel and Janelle. You know, yeah, let's give it up. You know, in a culture right now of familiarity, uh, I really do feel that being familiar with somebody, being um, around somebody's space, we can really just say, you know what, uh, thank you. And I don't believe that that does honor justice. And I'm so incredibly honored by Pastors Daniel and Janelle for what they've done for our church family because they, they believe in a vision that's bigger than themselves. They don't say it's, it's going to stop with us. The, we're the last communicators for Grace Avenue. You know, they built this church to say that we want to go the distance. We want to go 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So can we give it up again for Pastors Daniel and Janelle? I'm incredibly honored to bring the message today. And I don't know if you, this is the third service for you, but we had Pastor John bring an amazing message this morning. Pastor Josh in the 1015. Can we give it up for our pastors? Um, they did an incredible, incredible, incredible word. Um, well, hey, I'm going to talk today about hearing the voice of God. How many of us need to hear the voice of God today for this season for your lives? All right, that's enough to preach. All right, let's do this. Um, I... I'm speaking on this because as we look to Second Community, uh, where I'll be um, in the I-10 area, uh, I really feel like this is an area of my life that I need to really lean in and know that God is is with me. <laughs> um, as we go and impart over there, I don't want to just chalk it up to faith. I know faith has a lot to do with our, our walk, but I believe there's some works that I have to do um, and that I, we, we have to do as believers to say, you know what, God, uh, I'm not only going to just go by faith. I'm going to go and I'm going to pray. I'm going to, if it takes, I'm going to fast if I have to. Uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes because I don't want to be doing this alone. I want to know that the Holy Spirit is with me. And so I want to just encourage you and help you know that that's where we're going today. We're going to be uh, reading one verse um, because that's all I got for you today. So lean in. One verse uh, from John chapter 10, verse 4. This is Jesus speaking, and he's talking actually to the Pharisees. Um, he's speaking to the people that um, kind of want to make sure that he's on the right track, that he's got all the things and the duties right. And Jesus just flips the script to these Pharisees. He's talking about being the good shepherd. And um, he says, and when he brings out his own sheep, in, ver in verse 4, he says, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. He says that the sheep follow him because they know his voice. And if he's the good shepherd, we're his sheep. And we lean in, we, if, if we really, really lean in, and I'm going to hopefully highlight some areas on how we do that, he will really, really, guys, speak to you. And that's what I'm believing for today. So let's pray. God, thank you so much um, for who you are, Lord. We yield to your will this morning. We ask that if you will, God, speak to us, speak to me as I communicate this message, Lord, as I've prayed and believe that this is something that's on my heart for your church today. Have your, day, have your way in this, in this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, um, for those of you who know my family, um, that are church family here, and um, you know that I have a three-year-old daughter, and her name is Olivia, and she's 
She's kind of in this weird phase where she's learning, like, please and thank you. She's in, like, what we call the three-nager phase. Anybody heard of that term? Parents, yes. The three-nager phase is basically saying you are 10 years ahead of where you, sh- you really should be in demanding and ordering and very authoritative figures. So she's, she's the boss, and she'll walk like, yep, I got this. Give me my juice. Give me my Elsa. Give me my toast. Like, and she, she really kind of, like, has, like, those are the three things. That's her breakfast, by the way. So juice, Elsa, and toast. Um, but she walks around, and she just orders. So we're really trying to help her understand, like, okay, there has to be a please. There has to be a please with that order. Or if, she, if we give it to her, there has to be a thank you attached to that. And I'm like, I'm failing as a dad. But I'd rather have, like, uh, you know, a calm, calm, peaceful environment. So I'll just give it to her, and I'll, I'll maybe deal with the repercussions later in life. Uh, so pray for me as a pray for me as a dad. Um, but you know, I think that that's so important because even though as and as important as manners are, like to learn for our lives, um, there's a moment whenever there's like the ordering, and then we get into like this role play. So like she'll say, "I want to be the teacher." And you be the student, or you be the kid, or I want to be the mommy, you be the baby. And I'm like, all right, we'll do this. Like, she's always all about authority, so pray for me, because she's all about making it, making hers. So she'll say, okay, you, you be the baby, and I'll do this whole thing. And then, like, we'll have, like, a moment of, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of just kind of cool time. Like, we're just playing with each other. And then she'll say, when she realizes that the moment is good, she'll say, Daddy, I love you. And I'm like, oh, take my money. <laughs> Take it. You can have it all. But really, it's like it's so good because it helps me understand that obedience is something we attempt to instill in our kids, which is really good, like for their protection. But there's something about that moment where uh, they just realize that the moment is good. And, and she says, I love you, daddy. I'm like, oh, and I feel like I feel like God operates the same way, um, that as a loving father, he's delighted when we follow the path that he has for us. He's delighted, no doubt. Um, he's adored when we thank him. But I really feel that when we have that good moment, when we're going around the busyness of life, and we just know that it's a good moment, we just look to him, and we say, God, I love you. Like, we just have that moment. I just really feel that's one of the best ways that we can really hear his voice. Because he's always speaking. He's, he's always speaking. I really do feel it's, it's up to us to just kind of cut some things out. Um, of, of what he's trying to speak to us. And today, I'm going to help you understand what it looks like to hear God's voice. And before we get to that, I want to demystify of what hearing God's voice is. It isn't one more thing to add to your busy life. Hearing God's voice isn't one more thing that I have to do to, like, the gym or getting up or working two jobs. It's really, honestly, hearing the voice of God is cutting out some things to say, I'm going to fulfill this time with reading scripture. I'm going to fulfill this time with praying. I'm going to fulfill this time with really kind of leaning in to what he has to say. So that's what I want to help, help you understand today is that hearing, hearing God's voice requires us to personally assess where our time and attention is spent the most. For some of us, well, I won't, I won't get there. I won't go there. You guys know where that is. I'm not going to try to say everybody's social media. That's just, that's just for me. I'll just, say, I'll just say that. Why should we desire to hear from him? Um, well, outside of the, the obvious, he's, he's creator. He's over everything. That's the obvious. Why should we, we, we should go to somebody who knows the end from the beginning. I mean, I, I think that that's pretty important. But I really want us to understand that we should desire to hear from God because he's our friend. Scripture's clear. Jesus said in 15, John 15, 15, that you are no longer servants, but your friends. 
And I understand that, that God is sovereign, he's above all, and he's transcendent, right? But I also believe that God is imminent. He's super close. And I want us to understand that he calls us friends. And the relationship between us and the Father, when we're friends like that, can unlock so much in our lives when we just hear the voice, hear the voice of God. There was a Bible scholar that quoted this, um, and I think it's so well worded here when it says, he says, in the teaching of the Bible, God is both infinite and personal. He's infinite, which is transcendent, and he's personal, imminent. So he is infinite in that he is not subject to any of the limitations of humanity or of creation in general. He is far greater than everything he has made, far greater than anything else that exists, but he is also personal. He interacts with us as a person, and we can relate to him as persons. We can pray to him, worship him, obey him, and love him, and he can speak to us, rejoice in us, and love us. Apart from the true religion found in the Bible, no system, this is amazing, no system of religion has a God who is both infinite and personal. How amazing is that? There's no other religion that has that God that is both transcendent and imminent. So I have, I have some key ways um, that have helped me. And like I said, this is a, a season where uh, I'm really having to press in and lean in and just really hear God's voice. And I believe that as I've done that, he's given me clear scripture to run to you guys. Like, I'm writing out stuff that he's giving me clear as day. And um, I'm not saying that he comes with a loud, booming voice. If he speaks like that to you, come talk to me because I want to hear what you're doing. But it's really like a soft whisper. It's always like a gentle whisper or it's a repeated verse. Has, has anybody, you know, kind of seen that where, man, John, that verse is, I, I just heard that verse on, the, on Caleb. I don't know if anybody listens to that uh, or Erwin or whatever. I just heard that verse and I heard it again. And I, I want to encourage you guys to write that stuff down because I think that God is always speaking. And when those are moments that we can really kind of tra- um, change our traje- trajectory uh, in life. So I have four ways that help me help the voice of God, and I hope that they help you. The first is going to be to pray. Yes, I get it. Duh. Fundamental. Do we have to go here? I think we do. I think we do have to start with prayer because some of us have a misconception of prayer um, in that when we pray, we are only talking to God. It's just a one-way conversation. Uh, think about your relationship with a, 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 your best friend or your brother or your sister. It's never one way. Well, if it is, you're not a really good friend. I'll be the first to tell you, okay? <laughs> it's never one way. It's always a two-way connection. And I want to help you know that um, I, I have an interesting way of structuring. If those who have been around in the faith have probably heard of this model. Um, so I got saved in the year 2000, which is almost 20 years ago, and that's amazing. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, I'm not 25, okay, I'm 35. I just look like I'm 25. I wasn't saved at the, the age of five, but that's amazing that kids are. Um, but I have, I have just four ways, and the first is to pray, and my structure for prayer is always the acronym ACTS. You guys have seen that. Some of you all like, like nodding your head and you know what that is. For those who don't, this is my structure of, of how I pray. I always start with A, which is adoration. So when I come into the throne uh, of how to pray, I always adore God for who he is. I always go and say, you know what? I worship the Lord. I set him on the throne that he's worthy to be on. And I don't say that because I dictate that. He's already there. I'm just shifting my focus to place him there for my life. If you need some 
some ways on how to shape language, because I believe that that's, that's key, shaping language around how to pray. In adoration, you go to Psalms 146 through 150. If you go through any of those Psalms, you'll read, bless the Lord, praise the Lord, worship the Lord, sing songs of praise to the Lord. And you'll just see that repeatedly. And those phrases are ways to bless and adore God and put him on the throne that he's worthy on. The C means to confess. That's what I usually do. I go and I get before the Lord. And when I sin, I always start with adoration. And some of us go straight to confession. And that's great. I I encourage that. If you're going to God, period, I think that that's incredible. But the way I think of it is I always want to place God on the throne that he's worthy to be on because as lowly as I feel, as shameful as I might feel whenever I sin, um, I don't view myself the way I see myself. I view myself the way through the lens of how God sees me, which is through the lens of Jesus. So if I come in and I say, you know what, I'm going to place God on the throne that he's worthy to be on, I can confess that. Like it says in 1 John, First uh, John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so I say that because I believe that when I confess my sin after I adore him, I'm looking, I'm literally saying, God, I'm unrighteous and I want to be made right and whole. And I actually pray, I pray to two people. I pray not to two gods. Well, God is one and three and one. Okay, that's, that's my theology. Yes, I'm saved. Um, I pray God to, the, to God the Father and then I actually repair the damage to the Holy Spirit. So I say, God, please forgive me of, name it, and then Holy Spirit, please forgive me of, because I believe that whenever we do that, we actually allow the Holy Spirit to draw near again, um, to walk so closely with us. So those, that's a little insight on how I do. I encourage you, if you want to take it, leave it, use it, abuse it, whatever you want. Um, the T stands, stands for thankfulness, and to be quite honest, um, I can sit here and stay here in my prayer I can sit here and stay here in my life on thankfulness and say, like it says in Psalms 100, verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. And you know, thanksgiving, the Hebrew word is toda, which is thanksgiving, adoration, and praise. And the word is actually derived from the verb yada, which is to give thanks or praise. And the root word of yada is yad which means hand. Everybody raise up your right hand, kind of wave it at me. You guys are there. All right. Guess what? You just thanked or praised God because you lifted and extended your hands. And that's what we do when we're in worship. That's what we do when we go to prayer. We lift our hands. We say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for all that you do. And I literally can sit there in prayer and just thank him for what he's brought me through. I can sit there and thank him for what he's taking me. And I can say, God, if you do no other thing, you've already done enough. And That's what the T stands for. And then the last one is my supplication. It's my need. It's that word supplication that means the action of asking for something earnestly and humbly. You guys all right? You're understanding how to pray? All right. Run with it. Uh, Here is kind of where we ask for what we need. So, uh, and I leave that for the very end. I love touching on this because I leave that for the very end because I feel like if I if I adore him and I confess my sin and I thank him, if I don't get to the need because of the time running out, I've already done my part and I believe that he's going to meet that need that I didn't even, I didn't even ask. So if I can say anything, let's, let's, let's go boldly to the throne. Let's adore him, confess, and just be thankful. 
And I get that there are needs that we need to pray for. I'm not saying don't pray for your needs. God wants to have that connection. But um, I want you to understand that God isn't just a God that wants to direct us and guide us. He wants to, he's, he's a God that wants to be intimate with us. He wants to love on us. And he's just not about, like, investing and depositing and put, putting into robots where he wants us to go. He wants to have, like, clear communication with us. And he can do that through his, through his word, which is my number two point. My second point is to devote yourself to reading his word. Psalms 119.105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You know, reading his word will guide you through life day by day. He'll speak to you through his word if we make time. And that's, that's what's important. We have to make time for this. It's not just going to magically happen. You can only get so far by reading a verse of the day on the YouVersion app. If you don't know what the YouVersion app is, YouVersion app is an app, is a Bible app. Um, I'm still like shocked that people don't know about this, but I'm going to plug it here, the Bible app. Go to your app store and get the Bible app. It will change your life. There are plans in there, um, but you don't only need that one verse. You got to read contextually and really kind of digest what God is actually speaking to you in that. Um, There was something I was going to say to that. It's okay. We'll go there another time. Um, The third is this. The third is to listen and write, and I'll be completely honest. This is pretty difficult for me the writing part. I, I listen really well, but I feel like when I try to hear and I'm intent on hearing his voice, he doesn't always speak to me like I would speak to somebody face to face. But as we start like writing things out, any journalers here, anybody journal? And when you start writing, you just feel like, whoa, that is not the direction I was going, but God is putting that on my heart to do that. Write that out. Guys, if, if, if you're getting something from scripture, write that. It's so important because I believe that the Holy Spirit can speak to you so clearly as we start writing and give you a word, maybe for yourself, for your situation, or for somebody that's, that's around you. And then the last um, way that I believe I can hear God's voice so clearly is really honoring others. And this might not even seem tied to any of the three, but it so is. Because Jesus was the one that said, in the greatest commandment, what is the greatest commandment? When he was questioned, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then the second closely related was to love your neighbor. And I think that that's so important. And loving is honoring. It is to say, you know what, if I really want to hear the voice of God, I'm going to go and honor somebody. That isn't the easiest for me, like at times. Um, I'm, a, I'm a space guy. Like, so if you get up in my space, especially if like we're in the checkout counter going to whatever store, um, HEB, Target, whatever that looks like. Like if you're breathing on my neck, <laughs> I'm like... Oh, man, I just wish I can just, like, stretch an elbow this way. Like, give me some space. Anybody here like that? I, I'm a space guy. Um, so I get it, like, honoring others. But there's, there's, there's still an opportunity to honor others. I always think to myself, I literally check myself when I'm like that, and I say, no, it's not about you, man. Get out of their way. Like, make space. Like, it's not about you. And I just want to encourage you to help. Like, that, that is a way to really hear the voice of God because he's, I, I believe he's really speaking to us individually. And as I wrap up here today, I know it's a quick message, but I really wanted to give you all some practical ways on how I hear the voice of God. And if you're leaning in and you're saying, you know what, there was a medical condition that came my way this day or this week, and I really need to hear God's voice. Or you're, you're, you're sitting with a loved one right now and you're saying, like, we had the worst week. Um, we didn't anticipate this 
medical condition to come our way or, or you're needing to hear God's voice for your purpose in life or you've been asking, what's my next? What does that look like, God? I, I'm asking, I'm striving, I'm doing. Um, it's not about striving. It's just about being and sitting in the presence of God so he can meet you. You know, um, late 2017, I actually haven't shared this publicly. I shared it with a couple of key leaders, but late in 2017, um, my wife and I individually heard the word unknown for 2018. And we didn't know what that meant, but we know that that was a word from, from the Lord. And we heard it individually and we came together and we were like, okay, what did you hear for, for, the, for the 2018 year? And we both agreed on unknown. And it was so weird because we never get words like that match for the year. It's always like, oh, you run your lane. I'll run mine. We're good. We'll meet up at the end. See you in heaven. <laughs> no, our relationship's not like that. We really did hear the word unknown. And I thought it was so, so powerful because, um, that means you don't know what the heck you're about to walk into. And so what I did with that word is I remember going to prayer, 1159, 2017. And I just remember sitting there in the presence of God um, at midnight in 2018. I thought it was so beautiful because I literally guys took 20 to 30 minutes and just thanked God for where he was going to take me because I knew it was going to be different this year in 2018. And I had already had um, a prophetic word spoken over my life that I would be a pastor, I would be a staff pastor, and I'm like, what the heck? I have 13 years in banking. (laughs) And I always felt like I was supposed to be in full-time ministry. And ministry, you know, can sound really, really traditional, and that's... uh, that just means you're doing life with people and for people, pastoring people. But we really felt that. Even my wife felt that shift, like this is supposed to happen. And, but we had, we had it all mapped out after she was going to finish school. Like we had our plans and God had his. But I remember spending the first 20 to 30 minutes of 2018 just literally in prayer and saying, God, I don't know what you want to do, but you will move. You will move. And I fasted at times during the year. Nobody knows this because scripture is clear. If you post that you're fasting, that's your reward, the likes on Facebook. And I fasted and I did what I could to lean in. And nine months later, it's amazing, nine months later was birthed something that came to me, an opportunity that came to me. There was actually two opportunities that have never come to me ever before in the 13 years I was in banking that said, Pastor Daniel Janelle came to me and said, hey, would you consider coming on staff? And I was, it took everything, everything from me not to go Uh, not to just get swelled up in tears because I knew of God's awesomeness because it's like you get to walk in the calling that you feel purposed for. And one of the hardest things for for men, I don't know if this is you, but for me was to see your gift, see your calling, everything that you're striving to be, the thing, the desire, the dream that's on your heart is get it from God in your lap and surrender that over to your wife and say, you can choose. You decide what we do here. That was the hardest thing. And guys, I want to say that that, there is no other love that you can do for your wife than to surrender your dream over. And if she decides it, we prayed about it. Obviously, I'm here on staff now. Can we give God the glory for what he's doing here in Grace Avenue Church? So amazing. So amazing to see what I get to walk. I believe I am in the greatest calling that 
that is on this side of heaven, to be able to meet with people and to help them, pastor them, send them right back to Jesus, his creator, their creator, excuse me. And I want to pray for us today because I feel like some of us need to hear God's voice very clearly for your season. I want to pray for some of us who have heard the voice of God, maybe as you walked in through the parking lot or you read a text on the screen. It's powerful. Worship is powerful. Maybe you were, you, you, you read a phrase on there that was like, oh my God, that's the third time I heard that this week. I want to pray for you because I believe that God is speaking to you. I believe that he wants to speak to you and wants to be with you here tonight, here this morning. I'm putting you all to sleep already. He wants to meet with you here this afternoon. So let's bow our heads, and I want to address several, several people that are here today, and I believe God's going to speak to us. The first is for the person that got some bad news. You don't know where to go from here. God wants to speak to you. The second is going to be for the person who needs purpose, who needs to know my next in life. The third is going to be for the person who needs to hear God's voice and know that life in itself is going to be okay. You need to be reassured that God is with you through the busyness, through the uncertainty, maybe the unknown. Maybe that word unknown is, is, is a word for you. On another note, um, this message might be something for those who are considering moving to second community and it's hearing God's voice for where you're going to land in all of this because you believe that there's a, there's a deeper work that Jesus is doing on our heart to know that you're going to be, you're going to be doing more than you're doing right now. And for some, it's, it's, you're hearing God for the first time in a very long time. It's clear as day. He's speaking to you right now, or maybe even for the first time. I want to encourage believers right now, if you would join me in praying just for the hearts that are about to stir and move and turn toward God who is speaking so clearly. If you've shown up here today and you need to hear God's voice more clearly, I'd like to pray for you. Or if you want to hear his voice because you're tired of trying to figure out life on your own, I want to pray for you. If that's you, if you're saying, Henry, I'm tired of of running in circles, I'm tired of trying to do this thing called life on my own, this is an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. The greatest thing you can do on this earth is to say and surrender, I give my life to Jesus. If that's you, I want to invite you. Would you lift your hand and say, Henry, I need, I need prayer for that area of my life. Come on, raise those hands nice and high. I want to pray for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. Keep your hands raised. Anybody else? Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Come on, you're not alone. You can put your hands down. Church family, there was at least a dozen that I saw hands that were lifted right now, and I want to help us to help them, pray for them, pray with them. And those who raise their hands, I want you to repeat after me. And as a church family, I want us to all do this so they feel as embraced as a family. Everybody repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Today I give to you my life. I boldly confess Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe you died for me and you rose three days later. I fully confess you are Jesus Christ as Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 
If you would like the most up-to-date information about Grace Avenue Church, or you are looking for a way to support this ministry, please visit us online at graceavenuechurch.com. Thanks for listening.